This morning's going to be a practical one. Um, over the last couple of weeks, we've looked at a, different, a few different aspects of vision builders. We've looked at the what. Nathan talked a bit about that. Last week, I talked about the why. And so this week, I'm going to demonstrate the how. And first of all, to do that, I'm going to ask uh, the attendants if they will hand out these uh, commitment cards to people. If you've already got one from the earlier service, uh, you can use the original one. Uh, if you're a couple, we'll probably only take one, because I'm not quite sure how many we've got of these to hand out, um, and we don't want anyone to miss out. And while we're doing that, I'll remind you that um, for the last couple of weeks we've had this brochure available, the Vision Builders brochure, which talks about what Vision Builders is all about. Um, and this morning, what you've been handed out is the business end, if you like, of this, where we actually ask people to write down what they are planning to commit. Now, I don't want you to do that right now, unless you've prayed about it and already decided it. Um, but I want to talk this morning about the importance of, of planning for this and, and, and uh, how to actually uh, maximise your chances of following through. You will notice it's split in two. One part is called a commitment card and the other a remembrance card. Uh, and there is, if you look along the diagonal there, there is a neat perforation which will allow you to separate them just like that. And if you've done that already, naughty people. Um, <laughs> And one of them is to put in the offering basket next week with your commitment on it so that we can tally those up so that we have an idea of what's uh, happening. And the other one, the remembrance card, is to put on your fridge um, so that you remember that you actually have made this commitment. And it's to remind you uh, that, um, that you've, you've made a commitment to give to Vision Builders. And it's a nice natty-shaped one, so it's not like all the other square pieces of paper on your fridge. It is slightly offset. Um, I thought that was really exciting when Ben suggested that until I uh, came to cut them and then realised that rather than cut the sheep first and then uh, perforate the sheep first and cut them all up, I had to perforate every single one of them because it didn't... Anyway, it was, it was, it was, it was worth it, yes. Uh, let's hope it is. Anyway, so keep those in your hand because I, I, I want to talk about the importance of, of how we actually fill these out because... I don't, I don't know about you, but the, the, I'm sure there are some people here who have never been involved in, in a Vision Builders project, and, and possibly some people have never even heard of the concept of one. I remember when I, I first started coming to church, um, I was uh, actually contacted by somebody who was part of what they, they, they had, a, what they called Rise and Build. It was a building fund project, and they came around one night and talked to us about this idea of giving to a, a fund which, which was... Um, helping the church uh, project into the future and, and for future projects and for expansion and, and this sort of thing. And, and, and I sat there listening to that thinking, well, that's all very interesting, but I'm sure they're talking about mature Christians here and I don't qualify as that, so I'm going to ignore it. Um, because I, I didn't actually see the importance of what was, was happening. But Vision Builders is actually a project for every single person in the church to get involved in. Because it's actually a unifying idea, if you like, to let God know that we're serious about our future. 
It's not a question of just meeting here together on a Sunday, having a good time, bit of praise and worship, hear the word of God, go home feeling that perhaps we've spiritually moved up a step or, or that perhaps hopefully God will regard us as holy for another week because we turned up. It's actually about having an impact in our community. I mean, we're, we're here to make a difference. And to make a difference, we, we need to sort of help people in our community. We need to have a presence in our community. We need to be uh, planning to spread the gospel even further than we do now in our community. And that's what Vision Builders is for. And so that, that's a great vision. I mean, I, I love the fact that the Bible is full of people who had vision to impact their communities, to change nations and, and to do things. But the other great thing, uh, as we discovered in my offering message about the Bible, is that it is really down to earth and practical. And so while you've got those cards, and while you know, some of you may be feeling uncomfortable with the fact that he's not just talking about the future, he wants us to do something about the future right here, right now, and some people are like, oh, really? I actually have to, I actually have to promise something? I actually have to do something? Um, how do I do it? And I think how is often the question that trips us all up. Because we, 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 we love the vision, yes, a church of 5,000 in three months' time, reaching hundreds of communities, having an international impact, and, and we have these dreams and visions, it's like, how's, how's it going to happen? Oh, well, we might have to um, uh, plan, what, how are we going to do this? And we might have to fund what we're doing. And so how we do it is important. So I'm going to give you some tips this morning on how to go about filling in these cards and how to actually make sure that what we're doing is not just pie in the sky vision, but it's uh, steak on your plate action. And so I'm going to give you three concepts this morning, which actually work with any decisions we make as, as we move forward in our life as followers of Jesus, but it applies really well to vision builders. And so there are three things that we need to apply when we look at this. We need to be, one, prayerful, two, careful, and three, real. So let's look at those things. What, what does it mean to be prayerful? We pray. Okay, on to the next one. Um, so it, it's important to pray. Philippians 4.6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And that's a bit of a disappointing scripture. It says, it's great, it says, tell God what you need. And that, that's, a, that's sort of freeing. That, you know, it's, it's okay to say, God, oh, I need this, I want this. And then it says, thank him for all he has done. And then it doesn't say, and you will get your answers to the prayers that you've made. It says, you will find the peace of God. You still think, I don't want the peace of God, I want answers. But I think it's important for us to recognise that sometimes we're looking for the hand of God, whereas really we should be concentrating on the heart of God. And, and when it comes to giving, especially in something like this, most of our prayers at least if you're anything like me, revolve around, okay, God, how much do you want me to give this year? La, 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 la. <laughs> because we're a bit afraid that God might say something that's uncomfortable for us. Um, and so it's interesting here that it doesn't say when you pray to God, tell you what you need, he says it will be coming on July the, the 7th um, if you give into the offering or anything like that. It says pray about what you know you need to do. Now, I think everybody 
needs to think about contributing to vision builders because, as I've said before, the, the most important aspect of vision builders is the unity aspect. It's not the amount, it's the fact that we, have, we need to show God, we need to show people, we need to show the world that we are of one mind and one purpose and our purpose is to build the kingdom of God. And this is the way we have chosen in C3 Norwood to actually facilitate that. And so when we pray, we need to actually pray for the peace of God. And so often I don't think there's a right answer. I mean, you might think, well, I feel God's leading me to give $10 a week. But then I'm also okay with $15 a week. Which is it, God? And God will say, well, you're on the right path. You choose which, which way you're going to do it. Because either one is good because you've taken a step of faith and unity and you're doing it. We're actually called to make a decision more than asking God to make those decisions for us. And so when we pray... Don't necessarily, I mean, sometimes, I mean, last year, for instance, I prayed and God put a very specific amount on my heart. Um, and I had to go through those things and think, well, okay, um, I've prayed about this, uh, unfortunately, and uh, it, it's sort of a bit challenging. Uh, it, I need to be careful with this and I need to be real about it. And it fitted those criteria. And so I, I, I agreed to what I felt God had asked. But we actually need to pray about this first because we need to have peace about what we're doing. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean comfort, but it's a, there's a peace that, okay, uh, I believe that we're moving in the right direction and I've got a, an assurance from God that that's happening. So once, once you've done that, the second thing is we've got to think carefully about this. Uh, Luke 14, 28 says, Don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money. Then everyone would laugh at you. They would say, there's the person that started that building and couldn't finish it. Now, let me tell you, in, with vision builders, we don't laugh at people who can't complete their pledges. <laughs> Uh, that's a, a private thing. We don't, we don't advertise that. We, there's no name and shame website for it, anything like that. This is, this is something which is personal, private and, and individual. But that doesn't mean that it's, it's wise for us to, to guide people in that, that we need to make plans but not unrealistic plans. We need to make a sacrifice. But as I said in the chapel service, it's not a human sacrifice. We, the idea is not to kill us. The idea is not to affect our lifestyle so much that we actually begin to begrudge what we're giving to God. We're begrudging the sacrifice we're making because we've actually not been careful. And, it's, and whether it's physically demanding or whether it's really that hard, but even mentally, if we start to believe that we've made a choice which is harming us or, or disadvantaging, disadvantaging us, then we lose that joy of giving. So we need to be planning, but not unrealistically, a sacrifice, but not so far as a human sacrifice, and we make an honest audit of our finances. Now, who does that on a regular basis? Um, some people are really good at that. It wasn't an actually, actually until I started giving to vision builders that I realised that it was important, because, uh, I, I, and I shared this earlier, the first time we gave to vision builders, we actually had to plan to work out how we were going to do it. And... 
When I discovered that that made things really quite easy, the thought came to my mind, probably prompted by my wife, uh, why aren't we saving any money then? Because if you can give to vision builders, why, can't we put, why couldn't we have put that money we put into vision builders aside and saved it? And I thought, well, because I'm disorganised when it comes to finances. So we organised our finances, and guess what? We have a saving plan as well. But it's great to know what your finances are before you actually step out and give. And so if, if you can do this, if, you've, if you can be prayerful about it, and if you're being careful about it, then you're well on the right track. You're, you're getting there. But it's really important, I could have used a better term, really important to be real. <laughs> it's really real. Uh, and what, what I mean by real is the fact that this is, this is something we're doing over a, 12 months. Now, some of you I know uh, will opt for the single gift option, and that's fine. That's the sprint. And if you're a sprinter and you want to do it that way, that is absolutely fine. But for the, the rest of us who are perhaps going to take the, the long approach, we have, to, we have to approach it a bit like in 1 Corinthians, where in nine, chapter 9, verse 24, it says, Don't you realise in a race everybody runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. Sort of seems like superfluous advice, really, doesn't it? Uh, start a race, let's, let's lose. Uh, let's, let's run slow, see who can come last. You don't see too many races that you know, everybody lines up and says, OK, uh, see, if we can, see, see who can run the slowest. Everybody, everybody wants to run the fastest. And I, I can just imagine so that we could pretend that sort of thing and people would run slowly and then somebody would inch ahead and then somebody would say, well, they're getting ahead, I'm going to get ahead. And suddenly what turns out to be the slowest race in the world turns out to be a sprint because suddenly everybody's decided they want to win. And so we actually have to have that attitude that we want to win. But it goes on to say all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away but we do it for an eternal prize. So what we're actually doing it for is actually important. But we need to have that attitude that we're in it to win. We're in it to complete what we believe God has asked us to do. And therefore we need to have that attitude of winning. And we also have to have an attitude of perseverance. Hebrews 12.1 is a frightening scripture because it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. There are people watching us to actually see whether we carry through with what we promise. And they may not be followers of Jesus. They not, may not be in this church. They may know, not know what you've pledged to give. But they know that you live a life of faith. And they are watching to see whether we complete that. It says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. So we need discipline to win. And we need endurance to win. And sometimes... A good idea at the beginning can end up tiring us out. There's an example I think most of us have heard before of the, the teacher who holds up a bottle of water and says, um, is this heavy? And the students say, well, not particularly. And so what, if I hold it out like that, do you think I can, I can do that? And they say, yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's only 330 grams because it's a 330 mil bottle of water and a gram equals a mil in, when it comes to water. Um, just thought I'd fill you in on the scientific details there. But she said, well, how long can you hold it there? Could you hold it there for five minutes? And they all said, yeah, not a problem. Half an hour? Uh, get a bit sore by then. What about a day? Could you hold it out there for a day? 
And they're all going, oh, I don't know about that. That get pretty tiring. A week? Absolutely impossible. And that's what we've got to think of. When we're giving, you might think, well, you know, it's only this much a week. But we're asking you to do that week after week after week, or fortnight after fortnight after fortnight, or month, depending on what your pay schedule is. And you've got to actually take a real look at that and say, can I hold that weight for 12 months? Because sometimes it's great in the first three months to give $50 a month or $50 a week. But if you're starting to feel tired after that and you're sort of like, oh, I can't, this is really hurting, then you've perhaps not been real about what you're going to accomplish. And so we need, we need to be real. Jesus was real in the Garden of Gethsemane because he was the Son of God. He was here to take on all our sins and suddenly it got very real. We know that he'd planned it. We know that he was careful about it. But he faced that thing as he had a weight to carry. And, and he, he asked God, you know, I'm willing to carry it, but is there a plan B? Can we, you know, move on and avoid this one and when God said no he had to actually take stock and say okay this is real this is where the rubber hits the road I'm prepared to make this sacrifice and he's asking the same question of us are we prepared to make that sacrifice because the thing about these scriptures that I've read is that the importance in winning and endurance is so that we finish the race there's nothing said about how you should line up on the starting grid there's nothing said about the warm-up exercises or, or the first couple of steps. This is all about the end. This is all about finishing. And so to be real is to actually plan it so that at the end of it, if we've pledged X amount, then we've given X amount. In fact, it's great if it's given you room to, to give X plus something else if you suddenly realise, wow, that was easy. I can do more. I don't mind if we exceed the amount promised. Uh, I, I won't be telling anybody off if, if they give too much. It's, it's like, look, you didn't stick to the plan, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to give it back. Uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, so so when, you, when you go home, when you think about this, I want you to do, put those three concepts into use. To be prayerful, to be careful, and to be real. Because this time next year, I'd love to be able to stand here and brag about you, to you, that, hey, this much was pledged and 110% of it came in. That we actually not only just finished the race, but we won. Our endurance, our perseverance got more than we'd believed was possible rather than less. Would, would that excite somebody? And so I want to encourage you to... Go home, be prayerful, careful and real. Let us all aim to finish what we start. Let us all aim to give sacrificially and let us all be honest about our capabilities. That's the how. So I encourage you. It's time for prayer. It's time for care. And it's time to get off reality TV and do real life. Can I ask you all to stand with me? Now, I don't want to put anybody on the spot this morning. 
so I'm going to make it a really big spot <laughs> that everybody can, can stand on. I, I don't know what your thoughts are, whether this is the first time you've ever heard of something called Vision Builders and it's made you very nervous and you sort of think, well, I, I don't know how I should be involved. Let me tell a dollar a week, or even if, if, if all you think, well, okay, next Sunday when Vision Builders comes in, if I fill out a card and put $10 in, then that's in. If that's all you can imagine yourself doing, then that counts. That's standing up and saying, oh, I believe for our future. If you're struggling with large amounts because you think, well, I, I, I believe that God is calling me to really give significantly into this, and, but you're not sure, then you definitely need to be prayerful, careful and real when it comes to that. But what I want to do this morning is open up this altar. No matter what your feelings about vision builders, I want us to start with a, a positive step that we're prepared to step out and at least consider it. So if you're willing to, to take that step, whether, whether you're sure about what you're doing or not, but you're willing to actually take God head first this week, to pray about it, to think about it carefully, I want you to come out on this, this altar. And I want us to pray together, believing that God has a plan for what we're doing. That there's a greater purpose at work here that God is going to do amazing things. Not necessarily because of our prayers or the fact that we've been careful, but the fact that we're in unity, the fact that we're prepared to stand together. And when God says, who shall I send? We can stand as one and say, pick me, Lord. I am here. I am willing. I am ready. Sometimes we don't know what it is God wants. Sometimes we're not sure about our ability to do it. But I know from experience that God takes care of that down the track. God doesn't call people who are able to do what he wants. He enables people he calls to do what he wants. Come on, let's close our eyes, lift our hands to heaven right now. Lord, we ask that as we pray and we take your, your word as truth, as we pray for everything and worry about nothing, we are putting our lives, we're putting our futures in your hands. We ask that as we pray about Vision Builders 2020, that the peace of God comes into our hearts that we are certain in our relationship with you that our future is safe that as we make decisions that move us forward in our faith that no harm will befall us that we're not getting it wrong that we're not going in the wrong direction because we have your peace your peace which goes beyond any understanding and as we have been careful and real in our assessment of what you've asked us to do. We just pray that miraculous edge that we will have testimonies of the workings of your Holy Spirit in our lives and the lives of people around us as we step out in faith. Say, Lord, 
you are our King. It is you we are following, you we are worshipping. And we ask you to help us in this. Grant us peace in Jesus' name. Amen. And you guys can return to your seats. And while you're doing that, I just want us to think about the fact that Jesus is number one. And you may be here this morning, you may, you may not only not have ever heard of this idea of vision builders, you may be unsure of who Jesus is to you or who he should be to you. And so I want to issue an invitation before we close this meeting this morning. If you're here this morning, you're, you've been involved in the worship, you've heard the word of God, even though it's particularly focused on a particular subject this morning. And you want to have a closer relationship with the God that I've been talking about. You want to be able to acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. You want to stand up and say, well, I'm, I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Or you may be here and you've been a follower of Jesus. But you realise that somewhere along the way that you've stopped following Jesus and started following a religious idea or you've stopped seeing him as somebody that you have a relationship with. He is always welcome to will, willing to welcome people back into relationship with him. So can I ask that everybody just close their eyes for a moment? And if that's you this morning, I'd love to pray a prayer with you. We'll actually pray it all together so that you won't feel alone and, and uh, embarrassed. But I'd love to pray a prayer with you inviting Jesus into your heart to either start a fresh new life with him or to renew that life so while everybody's eyes are closed head bowed if that's you can you just raise your hand so that I can see it and I'd love to pray with you to invite Jesus into your life to start afresh to start a new walk Awesome. Let me just pray for you before we finish this morning. Mighty God, I thank you that your hand is on every single person under the sound of my voice. I thank you that this week will be a week where your peace falls on people's decisions, people's lives, and that they will know that peace as they move forward. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in our lives. Jesus name Amen Awesome You may be seated um, If you have uh, children in C3 Kids this morning Please go across the road and sign them out immediately uh, We'd love to catch up with you uh, over the road for a coffee uh, So if you'd like to make your way over there That would be fabulous If you're a woman Don't forget to either register for Easy Woman Or register somebody else Every woman. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Don't tell Pastor Julie I said that. <laughs> I'll be in deep doo-doos. It's easy to register for every woman is what I meant to say. Yes. Thank you, Kirsty. Um, I was actually thinking, I, I was thinking, actually thinking of my next line, which was the fact that if you'd offered to pay half my registration, I'm sorry, I, I'm still not allowed to go. Um, but 
anyway, I'll finish there before I get into any more trouble. Uh, have an awesome week, and we'll see you for Vision Builders next Sunday. If you need prayer for anything, there will be a couple of people here who would love to pray for you uh, for anything that hasn't been prayed for in this service. So have a great week.